Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you in part by Portland Buttonworks. Do you like buttons? Of course you do. Have you ever had a great idea for one but just been like, darn it, if only I had the resources and equipment... Well, fret no more. Portland Buttonworks is just what you need. Portland Buttonworks creates custom pinback buttons in four different sizes, plus magnets, hand mirrors, and bottle openers. Download their templates and create your own designs, or use their new Design-O-Matic for quick formatting. You can order just a few custom items or order in bulk for merchandise or big events. I've been getting buttons from Portland Buttonworks for years, and their quality is always top of the line. Ever wonder where the hex positive buttons came from? Well, now you know. And once you're done making your buttons, make sure you visit the newly rebranded Spiral House Shop, a thoughtfully curated catalog of pre-made buttons, zines, books, comics, tarot cards, and other curiosities. Spiral House focuses on intersectionality, the personal as political, witchcraft, magic, and occult topics. There's a good chance that they have exactly what you're looking for. Visit the main Buttonworks at portlandbuttonworks.com and check out the Spiral House Shop at spiralhouseshop.com. Help support small business and get your buttons from Portland Buttonworks. Fighting fascism one button at a time since 2012. I'm Brina Garen, and you're listening to Hex Positive. Welcome, witches. This is episode 41 of Hex Positive. I'm your host, Brie Nickaren, appearing live and in person, at least for my Patreon supporters. And here we are at the end of another year. Congratulations. We made it. Which, considering everything that's been happening, it that's really one hell of an accomplishment. <laughs> I hope you all have wonderful, fun plans for the holidays and that you're going to be safe and be smart about your family visits and social gatherings so we can all avoid spreading the plague in January. Yes, I know a million idiots who don't believe in public health consciousness are going to do it anyway, but I expect you lot to do better and be better because you're smarter than they are. And because it's not fun to give people the plague for insert your winter holiday of preference here or, you know, if you don't celebrate anything, it's just not nice to give people the plague. So keep that safety in mind. And please, for the sake of yourselves and your friends and your loved ones and the friends and loved ones of everyone that you meet in your daily life, make good decisions. Okay, thanks. All right, moving on. Anyway, December is going to be an insanely busy month for me. Um, I've got four markets to table, and I still don't quite know when I'm going to sleep. Sleep? 
question mark. I need no sleep. I am the walking living. So uh, starting on Saturday, December the 2nd, I'm going to be at the Sticks and Stones Krampusnacht event, which is going to be out front of their shop in Newport News. That's going to be from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. It's going to be like a little witchy sidewalk market, and there's going to be a, a dozen or so uh, vendors there that have confirmed there may be more. We're not sure. Uh, and of course, the Sticks and Stones shop will be open. You should come down, meet the crew, say hi to everybody. Um, it's a really, really nice group of people. And their shop is just adorable. And of course, I will be there selling my stuff. Uh, then the next weekend, Saturday, December 9th, I will be at the Christmas Cheer and Beer Market at Triple Crossing Brewery in Richmond. I believe it's the uh, the Fushi Road location. I know I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but it's all going to be in the show notes. And that is hosted by the wonderful people over at Mystic Markets. Then uh, the following weekend, I will be at the Winter Solstice Witch Market at Diversity Richmond on Sherwood Avenue in Richmond, Virginia, from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Sunday, December the 17th. I think I said that. Oh, well, I'm repeating myself. Who cares? Uh, and that one is hosted by the ever-wonderful River City Witch Markets. Um, that's going to be an indoor-outdoor event. There's probably going to be all kinds of wonderful holiday decorations. There's bound to be a food truck. There's always something new and exciting to see there, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's one of the biggest events of the year for this particular market group. Uh, so if you have holiday shopping that you need to do for, you know, any witchy person in your life or just someone who likes the esoteric or, you know, something a little kind of fun and like pagan adjacent, or you just want to get yourself something nice. Like this is a real great place to find something. All of these are wonderful. It's just winter solstice, witch market is going to be real, real big um, this year. And then finally, uh, on Saturday, December the 23rd, yes, I am literally doing something every weekend in December. Why? I don't know. I like pain. Uh, I will be at the Yule and Krampus Market at the Aleworks Tap Room on Yule Road in Williamsburg, Virginia. That's Saturday, December the 23rd from 12 noon until 10 p.m. They will have a Krampus. It's going to be amazing. Um, I happen to know the person who is slated to be their Krampus and uh, trust they've got something special planned. Uh, there's also going to be wonderful, wonderful uh, beers on tap. Aleworks has really, really lovely brews and there's more than likely going to be a food truck or two on site there as well. So that's going to be event you can really make a day of. Uh, you can come earlier in the day and it's going to be a little more family friendly from about noon to six. Then there will be a little break to kind of set things up. And uh, from 6.30, 7 o'clock until the end of the market, it's Krampus time and things are going to be uh, a, a little more wild, a little more adult. So those are going to be super, super fun events. Definitely come out. Uh, and say hello if you are in the Tidewater area. You know I always love seeing you, and we will have some fun together and help you check off those holiday shopping lists. So this month, we've got holidays coming, and seeing that I have all these damn markets to do, I wanted light work. And when I want light work, what do I do? I do the smart thing that I can never seem to do in the rest of my life, and I ask for help and sometimes delegate. So I have called in a wonderful, wonderful friend from Crit Witch Con who has agreed to join me in the virtual studio to rant and ramble and talk about all kinds of fun things. She's witty. She's wonderful. And she is the coolest damn potato you will ever meet. Please welcome Anna Moore. Hi, Brie. Thank you for having me. Hello, uh -huh. darling. <laughs> it's so nice to see you or, or speak with you. We're doing the thing. We're doing the thing. Yeah. Uh, glad I can help. Glad I can help. Um, sorry, my brain is turned off. Hi. 
So uh, if you don't already know, uh, I'm here to rant about Christmas witches, witches in quotation marks, because mm -hmm. only one is actually a witch, or at least identifies as a witch, um, yes. which I think is very important. But, you know, off we roll. Exactly. So as a filthy American, <laughs> <laughs> you can blame Lazi for that. Everybody here knows about the Stardust session, so it's fine. As a, as a filthy traitorous American, she says, <laughs> America, um, I, of course, was raised with Coke Santa, meaning like old timey jolly guy in the red suit drinking his coked up Coke because it's an old soda. You know, and it was made with cocaine. I sounded so much cooler when I practiced this earlier. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's there's Coca-Cola Santa, who is jolly and red-cheeked and fun. And there's Coke Santa, who is the really scary guy in the red jacket that we all kind of cross the street to avoid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, unless you're in Portland, where there's also Hipster Santa, which he's, he looks really good in that sweater. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Got that lumberjack look. I mean, I lived in Portland for a long time. It's great. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Definitely not a witch, that one. But, you know, I, <laughs> point being, grew up with, you know, Amer you know, jolly old Saint Nick, uh, mm -hmm. you know, watching all the things, the old fat man who's going to break into your house and, like, leave you candy but eat all your cookies. You know, Miracle mm. on 34th Street with that fantastic line of I'm as old as my tongue and a little bit older than teeth. Um, which is something that's always stuck with me. Um, my mother's family is, is Dutch, and so I also came up with the idea of Sinterklaas, mm -hmm. who, you know, it's just another version of Saint Nick. Less magic, less cool get presents, more chocolate. I still get a chocolate letter every year. And if you've never had a chocolate letter, don't buy it on Amazon. They mark that price up. Look for probably shouldn't plug something we can cut this out if necessary it's peter's gourmet market that's where you can get them for cheap and yes and oh plus they've got the chocolate toast sprinkles get you the chocolate toast sprinkles okay sorry this is this is why <laughs> doing this at night um no mention of, we're not going to talk about pete <laughs> no we're we're not going to talk about no we're, we're not yeah. going to talk about if, if you really if you really, really want to learn about uh, the uh, the particular, I believe it's a German companion to uh, Santa Claus, you can look that shit up on Wikipedia, mm. and you will understand why we're not talking about it. We don't. I mean, anyway. Um, anyway, but are you are you a fan of of the winter holidays? I, I'm gathering just from the enthusiasm that it's like yes. Um. Actually, I'm not a big fan of Christmas. No! I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Christmas. I, you know, when I was a kid, I was all like, yeah, Christmas. And, you know, being the youngest of four who were much older than me and my parents were old by the time yeah. I was trying to be excited about things. Just nobody, I, like, I couldn't have paid them to give a shit. And, of course, I was the child, so I... <laughs> so it's like I I was the one who pulled out the Christmas tree every year and I would decorate it and we're not gonna get into my trauma. <laughs> That's okay. And then uh, and and then you know as I got older I you know and had my own life I tried to be really excited and then just was com consistently disappointed in you know what I thought Christmas should be versus yeah. what was actually happening. And then I just stopped caring. I also spent 20 years working in retail, so. Oh, that 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 will kill any shred of joy remaining in your soul. For for those not on the Patreon feed, she she just got the thousand yard stare and the eye twitch. On honest dissociating, we're gonna give her a minute. <laughs> you okay? I detest Christmas music. The, the you, good news you is the last company war I worked flashback, geez. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the good news is the last big retail company I worked for was very adamant about we don't start anything Christmas until after until Black Friday. Wow. And, yeah, so after having days. spent, you know, several years working at, like, one of those mall stores that sold a Christmas CD that they had on repeat. <sighs> anyway, That's sorry. No. That should be forbidden by the Geneva Convention. Yes, hence the uh, yeah. 
if you can, obviously if you're not on Patreon, you can't see the only Christmas shirt I own, which was a gift that says <laughs> Bah Humbug. <laughs> Words to live by. Words to live by. But I am a big fan of uh, folklore and horror movies, which is kind of where we're going. Because after Jolly Old St. Nick, we have, <laughs> I mean, this one's not so horror, but, you know, the only one who does refer to themselves a, 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 as a witch is, of course, uh, the Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza book, The Legend of the Christmas Witch. Um, that looks so cute. I keep hearing about it, and I kind of want to get it to read it. Um, I, I don't have a family of the appropriate age who would be, like, receptive that I could gift it to, but, like, I kind of want to just get it for myself. It looks adorable. Uh, do it. Do it. I have a whole collection of kids' books that are for me. <laughs> and sometimes I, I, mean, I share them with my uh, nephews and nieces, my nibblings, and most of the time I don't because they're for me. Uh, there you go. I mean, I buy stickers for my, my nine-year-old self, so why not? Why not books too? Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Buy, use your adult money however you want to use your adult money. Exactly. I use mine on pretty books. Not going to talk about what's inside the books because that's very adult, but anyway. We're here to talk about Christmas. <laughs> so the Opera Plaza book. <laughs> oh, wow. Episode, Anna is unhinged. <laughs> what, is, what was that Whoa. joke they made during con? Like, out of the jar and into your heart. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, this is why you're on the show today. <laughs> And also so you can work on your crocheting, which what are you making? You'll tell me later. <laughs> oh, I will. Uh, for, for those who can can see on the Patreon and uh, and actually anyone who, who knows me well, um, as soon as cold weather hits, I have a really specific fidget and I've had it for most of my life. And it is that I have to crochet. And I've, I've been crocheting since I was about nine years old. My grandma taught me. And, uh, you know, as soon as, a pr pretty much as soon as like September, October hits and we get that first day where the air is crisp and it smells cold and it kind of like stings the inside of your nose a little bit. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pull out my hooks and I'm going to pull out my yarn and we're going to go to town. And sometimes that happens in the summertime, too. And thank goodness I discovered granny squares because, you know, trying to make scarves in July is not much fun. But yeah. uh, usually while I'm sitting and, uh, you know, watching things or listening to things or in this case, talking to people uh, in uh, in wintertime, uh, it's a pretty safe bet that I'm keeping my hands busy with with some kind of. Uh, some kind of yarn work. And uh, for, for those of you who also subscribe to our sibling podcast, BS3 Witchcraft, and if you don't, please do, you don't know what you're missing. Uh, the live camera feed from a, a recent episode that I did with podcast Senpai Trey Dorn also shows me crocheting. Visual interest. And uh, as a matter of fact, what I'm making is more uh, granny squares in a particular pattern. I believe it's called the willow square and I'm going to make a nice big blanket out of them. So you were saying about scary Christmas figures. I can only assume we're about to go to Germany where all the scary things live. Nearly, nearly. I actually, I, I mentioned the Christmas witch uh, by Aubrey Plaza and then got distracted because my oh, yes. Okay, wow. so we'll, we'll pull it back to the cute things real pull quick, the, and then I'll, I'll and then we'll go scary. To lead to the scary. Um, yes. So the the base plot of the Christmas witch, and don't worry, I'm not going to give too much away. It's 10 out of 10. Do recommend. Absolutely, get it, read it. Um, is about Chris Dorn, who is Santa's I twin sister. Uh, it's set in. Danish land, mm -hmm. which I can't think of the name of right now. Denmark. Denmark. <laughs> Danish land. Danish land. Where all the you know, pastries the come mermaid. from. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Um, it's, <laughs> it's set in Denmark. Uh, you know, they are born of magic. Very Rom, Romulus, Ramus and Romulus, except mm-hmm. less wolves. Um, <laughs> except, and, you know, they grow up. They've created their own language. And then life happens. They get separated. And she goes off to find him. Hence her following him with Christmas. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's real cute. The penguin uh, looks adorable, and uh, the ending sort of leads into obviously gives room for the sequel, which I think came out last year because I believe this mm-hmm. came out in 2021. Gotcha. And yeah, that sort of leads into scary. That's where it starts to get a little like, ooh, she mad, she mad, ooh. because. We're, I mean, not that this one's mad. Although one of the stories, anyway. First off, let's men, let's let's introduce her. Introduce her. Uh, Italy's legend of La Bufana, who yes. yeah. is not a witch. She does not identify as a witch. She's just an old woman with a broom because she's great at housekeeping. Excuse me. <laughs> oh. I I love La Bufana so much. Um, her, her story is really adorable. And yes, because these are, you know, ostensibly like Christmas associated witches, um, like all of the folklore to do with them revolves around, uh, Christianity and mostly Catholicism. Um, because let's face it, the Catholics have better stories. Um, (laughs) so the, 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 uh, story of La Befana is that she was, uh sweeping outside her home one day and the three magi passed her house she said where are you going they said we're following the star we're going to see the christ child if they were in italy they were like way off course <laughs> let's just let's long long freaking trip um so she said oh well that's wonderful hang on i'll come with you i just have to finish my sweeping but by the time she finished they were out of sight. She ran to follow them and couldn't find them. Uh, so she, she's basically bummed that she missed the uh, nativity. And how cool would it have been to have a little old crone with a broom in the in the nativity scene? That would have been just amazing. Also, they would have gotten there on time instead of three months later. Just saying. Because you know grandma's always on time. Always. And she would have brought a useful gift and a casserole. (laughs) She would have brought a good hot dish. Tell you right now. A good hot dish. There you go. (laughs) One of the stories I heard with La Bafana was um, she had lost a child. Sorry, trigger warning, miscarriage. Um, That was the other version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the other version. She had lost a child, which drove her mad. Yes. Um, and, And therefore her search for the Christ child was that the Christ child is in every child, and therefore she, if you're good, she leaves you gifts, and if you're bad, she leaves you, like, garlic and onions. So I will continue to be naughty because I love soup. I love soup. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I will continue to be naughty for soup ingredients as well. I think that's an excellent plan. Uh, Garlic and onions are amazing. I mean, it's cold here. I mean, it's obviously not cold in Australia, uh, although, I mean, they, I think they use garlic and onions in the gravy because gravy day is a whole thing there. That's true. I do. That's love very true. I, I feel like I feel like that's right. I feel like garlic and onions are like garlic and onion sauteed in butter are like a ubiquitous sort of sauce base ingredient. And like if it's not in your sauce somewhere, one of them or both of them. You know, what are you doing with your sauce? But, you know, that's just me. Where is that? So anyway, yeah, either way, you know, La Bifana is giving you, uh, you know, useful stuff. It's a heck of a lot better than like a switch or a lump of coal. Just saying. Yeah. So good on her. switch, though. (laughs) Yes. uh, That brings us to Frau. I'm going to mispronounce this. My German is terrible. Frau Perkta? Perkta? Yeah. Of course not. Uh, Perkta, Perkta, Berta, Berta. There's like a bunch of different 
things uh, like so many folkloric figures there's like regional variations i think perkta is the most widespread one but perkta i think is a is a perfectly acceptable anglicization anglicization i can't talk Ang either Ang anglicization that's Ang the one thank you one you know what you know what my mother was an english teacher <laughs> Yeah, it's why I hate writing papers. Anyway, honestly, <laughs> so, yeah. off to Germany. Off to there Germany. we go. Here comes the scary. Because first we went to Italy. Uh, now we're off to Germany. Still good food. Definitely mm. good shop. Um, still where... garlic and onions. <laughs> still garlic and onions. <laughs> Don't talk dirty to me. Don't talk dirty to me. Mm. Uh, where she was believed to be the alpine pagan goddess, closely related to Frigga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have notes. I have notes. Uh, she was all about uh, the spinning, and I don't mean spin class, the loom, <laughs> doing the weaving, uh, not like, you know, the weaver's house in Court of, Thou Court of Corn and Thorn and Roses. I'm not even Akatar. <sighs> you got this. Let me just turn off. <clears throat> I shall pause. I shall start again. Yes, but yes, weaving like uh, spinning with a spinning wheel, weaving with a loom, like handicrafts. Handicrafts, handicrafts, thank you. Gotcha. Um, okay. But if you did not leave her her customary bowl of porridge, mm -hmm. uh, make sure your house was clean and finish your weaving, she's going to gut you. <laughs> Just straight oh. up, she's going to loom your guts is what she's oh. going to do. Damn, I, I've heard of I'll have your guts for garters, but apparently she wants a whole damn suit. Yeah, she's gonna Ooh. she's gonna make yeah, whole damn suit. I mean that's <laughs> I mean if you dry them properly, it could probably work. It'd be it'd be a really thin leather. Anyway, let's move away I from that. Um, she does look an awful lot like Krampus, and I think what is it? There's a whole set of them, and they're all sort of related. Yes. Yeah. Um, in in Germanic folklore, there's a <laughs> bunch of different figures that are sort of loosely related to each other. Uh, some are holdovers from pre-Christian traditions that sort of just took on new forms. Um, others are based on the uh, on various like Christian Catholic folklore type things, various like saints legends and and, and local regional lore of course. Uh, but yes, so we we do get uh actually with um Frau Parkta the belly slitter is her uh her other name and I I believe as as well as uh looming your guts to make a delightful throw rug uh she will also stuff the cavity where they used to be with like rocks and garbage and refuse and then sew you back up, depending on who you talk to. Like, that's efficient and horrifying. Uh, but yes, uh, but it, I suppose uh, if you have finished your weaving and your house is clean and you leave her porridge, either she does something nice or just nothing happens, which in German folklore is like your best option. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you were mentioning what is it, Frau Halle? Uh, yes, we were we were, we were talking about uh, Frau Halle uh, before we started recording, who is related to Frau Perchta. Uh, she's sort of like not quite the flip side, but they their lore is very closely related. They may have evolved from similar figures. Mm -hmm. um, Frau Halle was more associated with the pagan side of things. Um, she in her folklore is uh it is actually associated with witches um she's associated with uh the wild hunt with uh the whole flying through the air thing except she doesn't use like a broom or a chair she uses a distaff which is a spinning tool and uh yeah so she's she's like the one of the like germanic goddesses of the witches uh type thing uh, not in the way that we would think of it today. Obviously, they thought of it as like like a, a bad thing. Uh, but uh, Hale or Hulda, 
uh, as she's sometimes known, it is another, uh, she's a pre-Christian holdover. Um, I do know that Jacob Grimm tried to make her out to be some sort of pre-Christian goddess. I don't know if that's entirely true. Um, I do know that there are pre-Christian references to her. Uh, I don't know if they like directly scan on to anything we would we would relate with today but you know she was she was there she did exist there there's like documentation and stuff uh don't know if that makes her a goddess or like just a folkloric figure um and i mean there is a difference and a lot of folklorists like to sort of muddle the two it's like oh it's a female figure in folklore and legend clearly she's a goddess it there's <laughs> there, there there's more going on than just deities but separate issue anyway uh so she's she's fun uh she's not known for slitting people's bellies or you know making macrame out of their insides or stuffing them with garbage and straw uh but she does do this wonderful fun thing where when she uh cleans her home and shakes out her down comforter it makes it snow Oh. Which is kind of charming. And so actually, like for hands, if you think about it. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, for those of you who have read the Sisters Grimoire, uh, there is actually a spell in there uh, inspired by uh, the story from Grimm's Fairy Tales that includes her. Uh, if you're looking, the particular entry is Frau Holle's Shower of Gold, and it's a, a wealth drawing spell. Uh, oh. Do you have it handy? Ha, I do. Ha ha. Ah, very nice. Yeah. Very ah, nice. Yeah. Let's just peddle your wares, my friend. Peddle your wares. So it's in it's in the first section. I can't remember yeah. the name of the story. I just remember the name of the spell. Golden tree. Frau Holla shower of gold. Ah, there yes. it is. Ah. Well, I need to do better reading that. Yeah. To- well, that could be a fun. Uh, a fun winter spell project if, if anyone is looking to do stuff. And I mean, this time of year, we all need a little more cash. So why the heck not? Preach hard yeah. preach. Uh, but so I do I, have, I, don't know. I think, uh, I think Frau Perkta is probably scarier than Krampus. I mean, oh, Krampus no. will, will, will beat your ass and like throw you in a sack, but you know, she's just like, Nope. Guts. <laughs> have you guts for God as man. Okay. Oh boy. Uh, Although, uh, speaking of, of fun um, folklore, holiday yeah. figure related fiction, uh, there is actually a novel called Krampus uh, by an author named Bram, uh, or is it Brahm? I, I don't know. It's just one word. Uh, but it is it is sort of based around the story of Krampus and like the pagan roots of certain holiday traditions and it's very dark and very grim uh so my husband loves it and uh yeah if anybody is interested it is a fun read it's very long uh but it's it is it's very fun and the cover art will scare your conservative relatives so give give that a look Wonderful. I'm going to put that on my book list. Yes. I'm not going to rant about the last horror book I read because that's not on topic. But we are going to get back on topic. Because, yes. Uh, with our final um, final, final entry, with mm. our final entry into Christmas Witches, in parentheses, uh, is Gryla of Iceland. Yes. Who, yeah. Mm. Uh, an ogress who had nothing to do with Christmas until the 1700s, I'm sorry, 1600s, 17th century, um, because Jesus, I guess? Question mark? Her ability is that she can detect bad children, and they are her favorite meal. (laughs) More about cannibalism. Yay! Yeah, just, what was it? Not Thomas Paine. What was his name? Who wrote the thing? Americans. (laughs) Americans. <laughs> oh, I I know exactly. Yeah. What you, um, um, a modest proposal. Jonathan Swift. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Because he also wrote Gulliver's Travels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. haven't read 
this this is a really fun one. I mean, some of us may have read it in school. If you haven't read A Modest Proposal by Jonathan Swift, read it. It's very, very short. It's it's basically just like an essay. And yeah. to to spoil it because it's really hilarious, it's a very uh like it's obviously satire, but it's like a very serious and sort of practical uh, argument for why the rich should eat the poor, basically as farm animals. It's it's really hysterical, and it was just satirizing, you know, the the, the nonsense going on at the time. But you can you can read more about the context. It's really hysterical. Anyway, Christmas cannibalism. Go. Christmas cannibalism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gryla was all about eating the kids. Um, and then she got married for a third time because she was going through them because flies over men are most vulnerable. So. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, uh, and she holed up with her third husband. I'm not going to try to pronounce an, any of these Icelandic names because yeah. I would like to be respectful to the people of Iceland and, and not, not massacre the words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not pull a Frau Parkta. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, to to be fair, um, Icelandic is a, a beautiful language. It's just for, you know, us horrible, uncouth Americans. Uh, it's difficult if we haven't practiced and we haven't. So, yeah, it is a beautiful language, though. It is lovely. Yeah. yeah, but she holds up in a cave with her third husband and their black cat, the Yule cat, who, oh, yes, we could spend an entire episode talking about the Yule cat. Yes. I love the Yule cat. I love him so yeah. much. He but also eats children. Eat your children. Yes. Yeah. And she proceeded as one does. Have, oh, yeah, as one does. Yes. And she proceeded <laughs> to have 13 sons, which oh, I mean, like I would start eating kids after I had 13 of them too, just saying. I mean, I mean, I was raised Mormon, so Oh. Yeah. What, yeah, what is it like, they say? Mothers of teenagers know why animals eat their young? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to try to pronounce these Icelandic names. And I'm just going to tell you what some of these name translations are. Because I oh, imagine. They're, they're oh, they're, oh, my God. They're glorious. You know, you've got bowl liquor, candle swiper, uh, meat hook, which yeah. that, I mean, going into horror, that definitely makes me think, you know, of, of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, and <laughs> window keeper and sausage sweeper. Yeah, we're yeah. You can Google it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you can. So are these are these just like funny whimsical names? Are they job titles or they're job what is, titles? What is with the Yule lads and these names? Uh, they're 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 troublemakers. Uh, and oh. I they're all troublemakers. Bowl liquor is gonna like run into your house and lick your bowls clean while Ew. you're baking or something. Uh, candle stealer swiper I think I said but it's candle stealer is the translation is gonna come in steal your candles while you're trying to use them uh, meat hook steals your meat off a hook so it's not, oh. not yeah not not uh, not that <laughs> no leather face involved <laughs> window peepers just just check it that's exactly yep and sauce it he's taking your food your food that's the I'm unhinged. Rude. Rude. Yeah. Ugh. But So they're they're just like they're a bunch of like mischievous ogre children, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They had um, you've got thirteen mischievous ogres. Oh. Oh. That sounds oh. like a really, really terrifying romance novel. It it kind of ooh, yikes. They did um they did a bit with that on uh, the new Sabrina thing. Oh, really? They they had a whole bit with with Gryla and the Yule Lads, I think, because they did like a holiday episode in one of the seasons. I think it might have been the first one. I distinctly remember Gryla being there. That's right. Yes, I do remember that episode. That was a great episode. Mm-hmm. Great. I mean, that whole show was fantastic. Oh, Talked about yes. Christmas witches, Sabrina. <laughs> The, the mm. Chilling Tales of Sabrina, specifically. That's the one. Yeah. Um, I think they could have done really well on, on that episode if they'd brought up uh, Mary Loud. The Welsh. <gasps> oh, the, uh, Mar- yeah. Mary Lude. Yes. Mary yes. Lude. 
the Welsh skeleton horse. I love Murray Lude. Yes. Metal AF. It's so metal. Picture this. You're bopping around the streets around Christmas time. And at the other end of the village square, you see a whole bunch of people laughing and dancing and, and like dressed up in like mummers costumes dancing around. And in the middle of them is a very tall figure clad in white with flower wreaths and flowing ribbons and the head, oh, not even the head, the skull of a horse on top. Meet Mari Lude. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's yep. that's a, a door-to-door, like, it is, it's a mumming tradition, right? They would, they would go door-to-door with the horse and uh, just basically like, hey, we're, we're wassailing or whatever. We're, we're singing here. Give us some yeah. fun. Yeah. Donation for the church. To drink. I didn't I didn't yeah. enjoy wassail as a drink, but maybe I should just add more alcohol and I probably enjoy that. It's usually a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean and and yeah, so I mean these these are just a couple. I'm sure if we went even further into diving through just the traditions or you know, holiday traditions mm-hmm. of you know different cultures. I mean these are all these are all European. These oh, are yeah. all just European, you know, again, with the pre-Christian and whatnot. But I imagine if we went into other cultures and and did some deeper dives, we'd find, you know, other terrifying folklore that oh, yeah. revolves around, you know, Christmas, witches, you know, winter holidays, because it snows everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not More everywhere. Or More, More or less. less. Winter, and, winter yeah. is a season everywhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's there's a thread that I see in uh, in these winter holiday traditions. Um, Bree? Bree? sure that you are uh, using your provisions properly, where you have to like leave out cookies or bowls of porridge or, you know, oh gosh, someone might raid your pantry. And at its heart, I think that's what all winter like solstice timing celebrations are about. It's, hey, you know, we are in the middle of winter. It's fucking cold. Uh, let's get through this together, have a little bit of light in the darkness, uh, celebrate the time when the days stop getting shorter and start getting longer again. And uh, yeah, let's let's just all get through uh, through the winter together. And yeah. I think that's that's when that's winter holidays at their heart. It's, hey, we're all in this together. Let's be good to each other, because right now it's really hard to survive. Uh so, yes, charity, compassion, goodwill, although, you know, leave it to capitalism and American evangelism and prosperity gospel to ruin a perfectly good idea for a holiday. Personal rant. But, yes, um, there there are a number of other uh, solstice related uh, traditions. And actually, if you want another book recommendation, uh, a very nice person gave me this uh, book a few years ago. It's called The Return of the Light, 12 Tales from Around the World for the Winter Solstice. And it's absolutely delightful. Um, it's uh, traditional tales from North America, China, Scandinavia, India, various places in Africa, South America, Europe, and Polynesia. So it's a little bit from everywhere uh it, it really does kind of go all the way around the world and uh kind of gives an, an interesting perspective on how other cultures and other places uh view this particular time of year i will definitely put that on my read list that sounds fantastic mm-hmm. um i mean and again I, I i had a couple mentions of media i mentioned my love of christmas horror movies you know oh, God, Krampus came out several years ago, you know, Black mm-hmm. Christmas, uh, oh, 1970, 
absolute classic. Um, Terrifying. I, oh, oh, so my, actually, my first, before Krampus came out, uh, my first introduction to Christmas uh, folklore that was otherworldly or horror was a, I think, Danish film called oh. Rare Exports, which it's it's also sort of comedy. It, it's fantastic. I, it's, I feel it's, like I've seen that. Ar- archaeology archaeologists find like they they believe they found Santa and there's this one kid in the town who's like this is bad y'all no we don't want to find Santa no and then sheer madness and hilarity happen and absolute classic just so great I have seen that yeah 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 I it's so great it's actually it's a fantastic film and then, of course, you've got, you know, others. Like, I know there's another Christmas horror film that's coming out soon. You know, Christmas, Bloody Christmas. There's a ton of them. There's a ton of them. I'm I'm so ready for the one that's coming out this year. Um, it, it's a wonderful sort of parody slash slash alternate take on uh, a Christmas classic. And it is entitled It's a Wonderful Knife. Ah! I'm I'm so ready and it is it's a parody of you know it's a wonderful life which so many of us remember and you know it's a holiday classic they play it a million times every year just like Miracle on 34th Street Um, but the premise of it is that uh, like there's a final girl who defeats this you know evil killer who was roaming around her town on Christmas And then a year later, she's depressed and she's like, what have I ever done with my life that was worth anything? Everyone would be just, you know, better off if I'd never been born, just like in It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, So then the uh, perverse magic of fate, I suppose, decides to show her what would have happened to her town if she'd never been born and never stopped the killer. And it kind of goes from there. And I'm like, I'm so ready for all of this because it's just such a... It's such like a script flip and such an inversion of the like feel good holiday classic. And it's I cannot wait. It's the time of the year. Sorry, yes. that's, that's what was happening in my head. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> mm. yeah. Earlier I was singing Krampus yeah, as crazy by Patsy Cline. <laughs> and I wanted to make sure I told you that. But, you know, that's that's everything I've got for y'all today. I mean, and, you know. Yeah, and sorry um, about the cat screaming. He figured out how to open the door himself with his adorable paw. But, you know, Aww. my Ezra, who I, some of you on the Patreon, you may have seen a cat butt. Uh, you know, he, he is, he, he thinks he's a mob boss, but he's just an idiot. <laughs> that's every cat. <laughs> my idiot. <laughs> Oh, see, now I'm trying to make Krampus scan to crazy, but all I can think is my neck, my back, my naughty children sack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to start singing that. Oh, I just laughed so hard. I, I, I'm a little dizzy. <laughs> it's, it's not me. Somebody sent it to me on Instagram and I giggled for a solid minute and a half. Could not breathe. Oh, it was glorious. That, I am sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's going in the jar. That's uh, going in the jar. Oh, Got to bring it back around. Bringing it back around. Oh, I love it. Callbacks. Oh, so uh, for those of you who were not at Crit Witch Con, I fully uh, encourage you to use this uh, this wonderful little mnemonic device that the organizers came up with for us. It's you know going along in your your day to day. We find things that inspire us, things that are, you know, neat ideas, things we want to try. So during the duration of the con, they encouraged us to have a jar, a vessel of some kind where we could just like write these ideas down and kind of stick them in the jar for later. So uh, you you will occasionally hear from me, from uh, other wonderful potatoes like Anna, you know, oh, that's going in the jar. Uh, definitely start a jar. If you do, if you are inclined to do such things, it's a great way of just like collecting fun stuff for later. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we haven't we're, we're done selling tickets for this year, but we're about to we're gonna start planning our next brew for CritWitchCon, and that's the totally free event. And I'll make sure that we tell you in enough time so that maybe you can plug us because I would oh, like yeah. advertising. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm always I'm always happy to plug CritWitchCon events. Uh, the, the, the periodic brews that go on are like small, kind of informal, usually free, uh, just little gatherings we have online, uh, where we talk about stuff. We might have a workshop, a mini panel, we'll chit chat. And there's also the discord server that everyone gets on around con time. Uh, so yeah, definitely stay tuned to this space. The second I know something about the next Crit Witch Con event. Y'all are going to hear about it because I love this group and I'm so excited to be a part of it. Ugh, I would I would not be who I am without you, Brie, and I hope you understand that. You are never, ever, ever getting rid of me. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I was going to say, oh, but we're hoping in the next brew that we can ask, like, hey, if you were at the last CritCon, tell us what's been in your jar. Have you, what have you added to your jar? I mean, I, I love it. I, I a lot of people took notes and it was, oh, there were just so many times during CritWitchCon where it was like, put it in the jar. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which okay. is amazing. It's, it's so cute. And I love it. And I, I just, I love the idea of like, a jar of ideas, a jar of inspiration. When you need something, you just like reach into the jar and you grab, you know, a little something. It makes me happy. It's like a candy jar, but for your brain. Yeah, it's like with that collection of tarot cards we all have that we probably don't need, but always do need. I have, oh, I, I've got them right here. I happened to, I, I found somebody had I made- I have no like, idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had made little oracle slips from Sailor Moon, which doesn't look very Sailor Moon because they're absolutely handmade and very cheap, which is okay. Um, but each so. one has a little something on it. Like this one says, anything is possible and believe in yourself, you know? And so like things like that could have ended up in your jar. And if you need to pick me up, put your, like get the hand in the jar, be it a cookie jar or an oracle jar, but you know, get, get your hands in that jar, unless it's a bad jar. Don't put your hand in that jar. If there's a crocodile in that jar. Probably don't do that. Don't ask. It's fine. If it's from Germany, don't put your hand in it. Something bad is going to happen. <laughs> I mean, not everything from Germany is bad. No, but have you read German folklore? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I it, it's all, it's all depressing and it's all, you know, Peter used to suck his thumbs, so they cut off his thumbs. Now he has no thumbs. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my mm -hmm. mom, well, it was the Danish, uh, Anderson's the one who wrote The Little Match Girl, which is the one my mom would always read to me and tell, oh, you're my little match girl, which, I mean, does sort of pertain to Christmas. She hallucinates a big Christmas dinner, and, yo, man, if y'all don't know about The Little Match Girl, like, that is dark. It's And your mother called, your, your mother, my mother called you my her mother. little match. So, so for those of you who don't know, my my full name is Annika, which I don't, that's yeah, fine. But she would call me Annika Bubonica the Plague Baby yeah. after the Black Death. So I, that is my favorite fact about me. Like, oh yeah, you know, some people get things like Wobbles as their childhood nickname. Like me, I wiped out a third of Europe. Is your mom okay? <laughs> I, I mean... Like, my mom's the normal one. My dad's the one who raised us on vampire movies. I actually, I had the chance to visit home over the summer. And it was the first time me and my two eldest sisters had been in the same room in two decades. And wow. I am the calm one. Well, I'm the middle ground. Because there's my eldest sister who is, she is the dark, sullen one. She is, she is annoyed that we are bothering her. And then there's my other sister who is, she is the, oh man, like she, like she, if I called her a cheerleader to her face, she'd probably slap me, but, but she's just, she's just super peppy. It needs to be like center of attention. And like, and if obviously y'all have spent some time with me now and I sound super fun and no, I'm the calm one. <laughs> and a long, long, long line of drama queens. I am the calm one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And witches, uh, according to my father who spoke for us, uh, the con before the last. Neat. 
Yeah, yeah. That was a fun time. Mm. Well, I am now looking forward to the winter holidays twice as much as I was. Uh, and considering I'm not normally like a winter holiday fan, despite the fact that like I do actually enjoy Christmas music and I love scary Christmas folklore, let's bring back like the Christmas tradition of telling ghost stories this time of year. Yeah, I don't know why it fell out. Oh God. Well, I mean, I I do know why it fell out of fashion because some people got their panties in a wad over, you know, mixing scary tales of 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 death and spirits and things with with the holy sacrament of christmas get the stick out of your ass karen um yes exactly (laughs) but yes um this has been an absolute delight anna thank you so much for joining me ezra in the background thank you for for joining us uh I, i appreciate your contributions uh as always my dear potato you are wonderful and it's always just the best damn time hanging out with you and letting us info dump all over each other. It's hot. I know you were, but what am I? (laughs) It's in your hair. It's on your glasses. So yes. So we're definitely getting together to rant about something else in the future. Like this is happening. And of course we will uh, definitely be at the next Crit Witch Con event together, and that is going to be so much fun. Uh, do you have any socials or projects you want to plug before we say goodnight? Um, let's see. CriticalThinkingWitches.com is the website. Our Instagram is CriticalThinkingWitches. Uh, my personal Instagram, although I'm never on it at all, is Zazzlesocks is King because of a certain tuxedo you can see in the background. <laughs> no fun letters, just straight up Zazzle. Socks is king. You it's mostly Zazzle pictures socks? of huh, yeah, Zazzle Socks. Ezra Zazzle. Oh. Uh, Ezra. What's God? What's his full name? Ezra Zazzle's underfoot. Finnegan Ferguson. Farnsworth. I All of those him. are nerd references. I love him so much. He's got a master's in communication studies. I can. It's. I'm. I am cat mom. I'm cat mom. <laughs> wow. Anyway. <laughs> So, uh, as always, Hex Positive is a proud member of the Nerd and Tie podcast network, where you can find shows ranging from live prey to true crime to history to witchcraft, including our aforementioned wonderful sibling show, BS3 Witchcraft, hosted by everyone's favorite curmudgeon. Yes, they are. You know it. Trey Dorn. Make sure you check them out. Show them some love. Show some love to the other marvelous creators on the network. They deserve all of it. Please remember to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you happen to be listening. Uh, Check out the interactive questions and polls on Spotify if you want to help me choose topics for future episodes, perhaps, or just give some general feedback about the show. You all know I always love hearing from you. Uh, You can support the show by joining my Patreon for as little as a dollar a month for early access to new episodes and, you know, the occasional video version like we're doing here tonight and bonus content which will be coming soon. And of course, come and visit the Willow Wings Witch Shop. Stop by my table at any of the various markets I will be at this month and throughout the next year. And keep an eye on my Tumblr and my WordPress for announcements of future events like, oh, say, Crit Witch Con 2024. Hopefully we'll have some fun news and some new goodies for you very, very soon. Until next time, I'm Breen Garen, joined by the fabulous Potato Anna Moore, reminding you to stay safe, wash your hands, make good decisions, and have a safe and wonderful holiday season. Mwah! Love you guys. Hex Positive is a proud member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Check out everything they have to offer, including our sibling podcast, BS Free Witchcraft, over at nerdandtie.com. Intro and outro music by Kevin McLeod. Visit breenagarin.wordpress.com for show notes, announcements, and upcoming events. You can also follow me at breenagarin on Instagram and Landwalker on Tumblr. My books are available on Amazon and in the Willow Wings Witch Shop. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Stay safe, wash your hands, and remember... 
always practice safe hex. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast and would like to help support the show, make sure you visit the Willow Wings Witch Shop. There you can pick up copies of Grove Daughter Witchery, The Sisters Grimoire, and Pestlework, or shop for specialty items you won't find anywhere else, like witch web kits, vials of my homemade banishing powder, and podcast merch. Use code HEXPOSITIVE to get a special surprise with your order. Visit brinagarin.wordpress.com shop and place your order today.